0: The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. First and foremost, one love to Vasily Colson after taking that scary hit last night during the amateur Canucks game. Uh, But we also got to talk about Vasily Podcoulson with this because this guy is lighting it up right now and he reminds us of Tage Thompson. What? More on that next here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host here at Locked On Canucks and also a Canucks writer over at Daily Hive, Vancouver. I gotta let you know before we dive into the show, make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also gotta let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Coming up on today's episode is the Vasily Podkolzin hype show, baby. This guy is ripping it up to start the season, and he has us reminding of another big-bodied NHL star right now. Also, in the second segment, we're going to touch on some fast and hard Canucks facts. This Whoa. is uh, playing off of Kyle's and soft talk from yesterday. Uh, but before we get to that, let me introduce the guy who was talking about some hard and soft stuff yesterday. Kyle Bowen. how you doing, brother?
1: I'm doing good, man. Just living, living the life, uh, driving around, picking up things, enjoying the sun. I think I I think I think I'm in dire need of going on a walk later today and just uh, the, thinking about the future of my life. It's one of those things, okay? Anywho, let's live in the moment. Kyle Bown, Trevor begs locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day, not your team. your Canucks. Uh, we'll get to common corner at the end of the show. And uh, no, no funny business off the top. You know, Pat Colson. that was that was not cool. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, the footage of the hit that he took yesterday, uh, late yesterday, um, from some AHL goon. And I'm going to call him that even though I don't know him. I don't, I don't know his stats. Uh, this all being said, it was just a cheap shot. It was just a cheap shot. It was unnecessary. 5-2 game, five minutes left. Uh, and it's, uh, it's WWE out there for whoever uh, that guy was. And I don't know how... Related it is, but I'm just not happy with players thinking that they can take liberties on our players, uh, whether it be in the NHL or the AHL. Like, that's just not cool. Well, what we saw yesterday was totally unnecessary, uncalled for in, in what, game number six or seven uh, of the AHL season. And uh, because of it, Pod Colson, you know, it, from what I heard, uh, I'm happy there wasn't a lot of video that got thrown out of the uh, the after aftermath of him. Having his head hit the ice, but um, from what I heard, it was really, really scary. And uh, I mean, fast forward to this morning, I we got to talk about the good things, you know. He uh, he posted a photo on Instagram saying, you know, don't worry, be good or whatever. And uh, I'm happy for that, but man, oh man, just just think it's unnecessary, man. I'm tired of the Canucks, whether it be from the Abbotsford version or the Vancouver version, taking cheap shots. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was a brutal play, and it was uh, we'll call him out right now. It was Keaton Middleton, uh, a depth defender in the Colorado Avalanche organization. This guy, you know, you got some massive ears on him, but he's also massive in general. 6'6, 240, according to hockey db. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just such an unnecessary play. Like, finish your check, sure. But this guy like WWE slammed Podkolzin yeah. into the ice. He folded, him in, head, smashed against the folded ice.
1: him in half. folded him in
0: half. It was it was completely unnecessary. And uh, yeah, well, let's let's throw this out there. I mean, Vasily Pod Colson to turn to the positive, has five goals in six games throughout the season. Keegan Middleton has 5 AHL goals in his last over 130 AHL games. So, yeah, uh, you know, facility Park holds him by far the uh the superior player. So, yeah, come on, man. Keegan Middleton, get your head together. Yeah, if they had um, one if they oh,
1: had one enforcer down there, you know, Keegan would get his fix, his hockey fix, you know. He's out there to make some noise, make something happen. And sometimes when players like that have that responsibility to, you know, give their team a spark through physicality and they can't find a combatant, you know, they do dumb things. Now, I have to I have to say this, too. I don't know the, the box score from yesterday's game. Maybe he already got a fix in. Maybe he got, did get into a scrap and he just had more gas left in the tank. But I am pretty sure that the Vancouver Canucks did or the Abbotsford Canucks did let go of one of their primetime enforcers last year or just like a guy who likes to drop the mitts. Yeah. And I'm not saying these two go hand in hand, but I will say they do go hand in hand, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I think you're referring to Vincent Arsenault, big Vinny Arsenault, uh, big scrapper last season. Uh, He's now with the Providence Bruins of the AHL. Um, So they are lacking in forces, although I will say Alex Kanak-Leipert, he's kind of a depth defenseman on that team. Um, But Kanak-Leipert, former Vancouver Giant, fought uh, Adam Klapka last season in Calgary, who is a 6'8 monster. And Kanak-Leipert's like maybe six feet tall. So there are some tough guys there, but... Mm -hmm. um, At the end of the day, the Abster Canucks playing some good hockey to start the season. Uh, Again, we've we've shut it up before. I'm going to shut them up again. Archie Baines now up to uh, nine points in six games on the season. But right now, I want to talk about Silly Pod Colson. Okay, so this guy has scored in almost every single Abster Canucks game so far this season. Um, Two of his goals were just like howitzer one-timers on the power play. Also had a pretty sick shorthanded goal. And Kyle, that shorthanded goal reminded me of another NHL star uh, by the name of Tage Thompson. Now, I think mm. everyone in the NHL would love to get their hands on someone like Tage Thompson, you know, a six foot six forward uh, with some puck skills and the ability to drive to the net, create offense, score a ton of goals. Uh, Tage Thompson, you know, really came out of nowhere. Um, and now for two years has been really a top one NHL winger. But, you know, we talk about Bob Coles and being in his draft plus five season now, right? It's been over four years since we drafted this guy, fifth season since being drafted. By the way, if you're confused by my little draft plus five talk, here's what I'm talking about. The silly pod Colson was drafted by the Canucks in 2019. So his first season after being drafted was the 2019-20 season. That was his draft plus one season. So we got 2019-20, 2020-2021. 2021-2022, 2021-2022, and then 2022-2023. Now we're in 2023-2024, baby. It is the fifth season of hockey since Vasily Podkholzin has been drafted. In case you uh, are confused what I'm talking about, that's what I'm talking about. Let's get back to the show. And so I guess there's some impatience, right? It's like, you know, why hasn't this guy made it yet? Uh, but still, Podkholzin is only 22 years old. He was a younger player in that draft. Tate Thompson, for the record, if we're going to compare these two, uh, by his draft plus five season was also not doing much. Uh, so in his draft plus five season, it was that 2020, 2021 season. And he had just eight goals and six assists uh, for 14 points in 38 games. Uh, Pod Colson at the same point in his development, um, sorry, early in his development had had outperformed that, right? Like we look at his rookie season, 14 goals, 26 points uh, like Pod Colson looked like he was destined for bigger things. Right. And, you know, confidence that in injuries got the better from last year. So, uh, all I got to say is, like, it's nice to see Paul Colson get his confidence back. Let's hope his health is intact because I think this is still an important player for the Canucks organization. And, Kyle, what do you think of the uh, the stylistic comparisons to Tate Thompson? Because obviously, I think comparing it to a guy with ninety four point seven forty seven <laughs> goals last season is uh, uh, we're stretching a little bit here, maybe. Well,
1: well, stylistically, I don't see it. And I know maybe we're, what we're referring to early on in this episode is, again, the the style of production. Pod Colson has put up and that the how-to he's done it because like I feel like you know going into this season we didn't really see much of that one-timer howitzer type of shot and then he went coast to coast on one goal and scored a beautiful goal in overtime and a lot of high end skill this all being said I don't really see him matching up even closely to the amount of skill Ta Thompson does have and maybe he's just feeling himself who knows maybe Pod Colson can surprise him uh, surprise me I'm sorry uh, that being said I I kind of look at Taish Thompson is one of those guys that Pod Colson can learn from when it comes to handling pressure and then creating your own trajectory because this dude, you know, first-round pick, doing his thing, he ha- he happens to get traded to Buffalo in that Ryan O'Reilly trade, and then he gets his little break, gets called up to Buffalo once again, and in his first game in Columbus, he injures his shoulder, and he misses like six months, 200-plus days, doesn't play hockey for a while, and there's an opportunity for him to I'm not gonna say like reel it in and give up, but another another dip on a hockey career that he thought at that time in his career would be taken off in the NHL and again another roadblock. And I'm kind of comparing what we we saw from Pod Colson yesterday being another roadblock because early on this season, in September, bad training camp in the NHL level. He gets sent down. Nobody's really excited for Pod Colson anymore. And then he starts ripping it up. And as soon as he starts ripping it up, something like yesterday happens and here's another roadblock, another opportunity for you to question what this is all about. And, again, he can look at somebody like Tace Thompson as a bit of inspiration. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Don't let anything intimidate you, you know? And talking about the injuries, like this is a pretty scary injury. I don't know the severity of it, but Tace Thompson's, the severity was six months. And he was a thin guy and hurting his shoulder. And there's a lot of options there for him to play a lighter game, maybe take his foot off the pedal a bit because he's scared of getting injured. But he didn't do it. He didn't do that. And look where he is right now. So Pod Colson has to do the same thing. I know it's kind of naive and ignorant for me to say that because this guy hurt his head and he could be, quote-unquote, obliged to play a softer game. But man, oh man, like it's not really an option, you know? You got to keep it going. You got to keep it going. This is just another uh, blip on your radar. But based on what I've seen early on in Pod Colson, I'm actually way more optimistic than I was in September because I felt as if, being sent down for him would have been catastrophic and a knock on his confidence, but he's been able to kind of roll with the punches and make the most out of it, and I feel as if that's part of his character, and he's going to be able to bounce back from this as well.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, I think we differed a bit on that take earlier on, but uh, you know, I think he hit the nail on the head um with facility Pod and you know he, he looks great down there and also your point too about again stylistically compared to tage thompson tage thompson has more skill for sure i think facility Colson is more of a north-south player but hey rick Taka does like that mm-hmm. uh, in his nhl lineup so um again great to see Pod to play with confidence so, you know last year he had seven goals in 28 hl games this year he has five goals in six games so it's been a hell of a start for facility Pod Colson um yeah i don't foresee him becoming the next tage thompson but i still think Basilic paul could be oh, yeah. a meaningful contributor to the canucks oh i think he and, can you know, too man may-
1: i think he can too yeah. sorry to cut you off he kind of lagged there for me but again just look at what he's done early on this season skeptics maybe you and i would be on that wagon would never even come close to predicting this type of production early on and more importantly the way he's doing it he's doing it with skill high-end skill in the AHL. that being said but high-end skill, and that's how he's getting his production. And it's kind of created this new lease on life for his career, but also a new lease on my view on where he can stand with this team and not giving up on him being a prominent member in the top six. Look, Kyle Bowen all over the place. Also, Kyle Bowen, if you're on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, and you're repping Vancouver, prove me wrong. So Potkolzin, whatever I said in September, (laughs) shove it up my rear end, okay? And twist it and turn it. And then oh, pull it out. Wow!
0: Jesus Christ, man. That's uh, a lot a lot of shoving up through your end this week on Locked yeah, On Canucks. I don't, I don't know why we got so much fire in our belly. Canucks are four and two. But I think it's why we got fire in our belly too, you know, right? It's uh, Winning gives you some confidence. It gives you some pizzazz. And obviously, Vasily and Pot- has that pizzazz right now.
1: Can I ask you one more question? One more question before you go to break? Like, what advice would you give Podkholz? And I know we're keeping it so hockey again. Get well soon, Podkholz, and take all the time you want. It could take a month, six months, twelve months, whatever. Just be healthy, do your thing. But coming back to the game whenever it is, like what advice would you give him? because you don't want Pod Colson to be timid Again, Taish Thompson could have been timid, and it would have taken him longer to get to the NHL. like what advice would you give him? because this is this is another roadblock, man. You
0: no, know, I, th- I think your advice is is bang on, right? He can't be playing scared. I think he was playing scared. He was playing with a lack of confidence all of last season, like, in Vancouver, we saw the Pod and who plays with confidence, right? You know, it took him some time to get his feet wet at the NHL level as a rookie, but the defensive game was there. But when he combined that defensive game with the offensive confidence, the confidence to make plays, the confidence to drive the net, not playing timid, like you said, uh, that was the best version of facility Pod yeah. I mean, uh, this guy does play like a bull, you know? Again, maybe not the most skilled guy in the world compared to other NHL stars, but he, got, he plays with a ton of intensity and he does play like a bull. He works his ass off. Just keep doing that. And and Colson will be fine at the NHL level. Speaking of fine, okay, I'm going to talk about some of the top Canucks in a couple categories categories uh, in just a second. Before I do that, i got to let you know, it's time to snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet, baby. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action. Kyle, one of my favorite bets last night: Washington Capitals versus New Jersey Devils. Uh, a guy by the name of Hunter Shepard picked up his first NHL win. Uh, Capitals were the dog in that game, but uh, you know they need a bit of a boost. And I think you know some uh, long-term minor league goalie coming up in his <laughs> first game was uh, just the spark they needed. Hey. So if you want to place bets on. NHL, NFL, whatever sport you're into, make sure you go do it on FanDuel. There's a wide range of betting options on the app, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn
1: and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I gotta tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. For no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Uh, But more importantly, this is the show where we give you you're Canucks every day. Subscribe, hit the like button if you did enjoy uh, today's conversation. If you didn't, don't do it. Don't lie to yourself. It's all good. Uh, love us or hate us. We are all Canucks at the end of the day, a.k.a. Uh, we are all on the same team. Uh, Begsy, I asked you that question about Colson right? Like, how, how do you tell this guy not to be timid? Another another way to do that is to show him what happened to him. I know it could be a little traumatic, but be like, yo, this is barely going to happen to you. You know, this is a BS play from some, some like, be, you know what I'm saying? Trying to do too much to make an impression. And it's not going to happen again. It was like an outlier type of play. You barely see that type of wrestling in hockey, right? I think that's a good yeah. way to tell Pod Colson that, don't worry, keep doing you. It was unfortunate, but yeah. that guy's just a piece of shit. For real.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, uh, Keaton Middleton. I mean, that was a garbage, garbage play. Um, interesting stuff before we get to some other fast and hard Canucks facts here. Um, read Elliot Freeman's 32 thoughts column and Uh-oh. apparently NHL, NHL fighting's up this season.
1: Yeah. There it's you go. It's up to like
0: 0.85 fights per game, Dude, uh, which I is like a it. massive jump. It was about a half fight per game, uh, last season. So yeah, maybe it's just some short sample randomness, but, uh, yeah, more fighting in hockey this season, which is interesting.
1: It's interesting. And it's also just a part of the game, man, whether you like it or not, it's a part of the game. These players do police themselves. And again, the Vancouver Canucks has, as an organization whether it be you know improving their team toughness from within or bringing in pieces I think it needs to happen not on some like Ryan Reeves level where it just it has to be talked about you know it has to be talked about that you can't just do whatever you want to our players and we're just gonna skate by it because oh look at that we got a power play it's like dude that is that is not good enough one power play is not worth uh, missing pot coals and develop or, or, play, or play hockey games, more importantly, for a couple couple of months, you know? And vice versa, whether it be Quinn Hughes or Patterson taking a hit. And anyways, Bagsy, I'm, I'm curious to know uh, what you're going to talk about here because we did not go through this uh, during the itinerary of the episode. So take it away, and uh, I- I'll follow the lead.
0: Well, it's uh, you're definitely going to have to follow the lead. Trevor's trivia starts now. Oh, man. All right, all right. Not not some real deep dive trivia here, but this is where I'm going with the segment, so... I don't know if you read this, Kyle, but the uh, there's this new uh, uh, software called NHL Edge out there. And it basically tracks, you know, um, NHL skaters, their shots, all these metrics. Uh, so I, there's actually this article from Canucks Army, which has compiled kind of the stats from uh, some of the Canucks so far. And basically, was, I'm going to do it in two parts. So... Uh, these, these stats from NHL eds have tracked the fastest, uh, skaters among the Canucks this season in terms of top miles per hour hit Ooh. and also the fast, the hardest shot. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you first for fastest skater. Who are the five fastest Canucks this season in terms of the data track?
1: Whoa, dude. There's some surprises there, man. There's some surprises. You're going to make me look bad. You're going to make me look bad. Okay. So Quinn Hughes, obvious. I mean, he's like a smooth. Yep. Guy. You got,
0: you got Hughes. He's you got there. Hughes in there. Yep. yeah.
1: Okay, um, I mean, <laughs> Pedersen, Pedersen's pretty quick, I don't know, like... Patterson's not Pedersen was 7th yeah, uh, in terms roll, of top right? speed,
0: so not, not there.
1: Oh, Phil DiGiuseppe, is he in there, like, he, yep, he's, he's jolting Yep, he's it? in
0: there, I'll, I'll I'll tell you the order when it's done, but Phil DiGiuseppe's in there, okay, 2 or two, 3.
1: I gotta throw a couple oddballs in here, I'm gonna...
0: Yeah.
1: It's just skating, right, so, like, Anthony Bavillier, yeah. like, is he, like, jolting in there?
0: Really close, but he was 6th.
1: Yeah, there you go, okay, so I've been watching the games, um, <laughs> dude...
0: Yeah, three spots left.
1: I mean McKay, McKay has only played two games, so I guess they can't really track him, right? Yeah. He hasn't really been yeah, pushing he, it like that.
0: Yeah, he hasn't quite been Oh, there Lafferty, yet. Lafferty. No, not Lafferty. I'll hear I'll, I'll okay, give I'll go. give you one more. There's uh, there's three spots
1: left. Yeah. Oh, you want one more guess? Sorry. Okay, so I'll I'll guess with Dude, I I'm, I'm trying to think of something off the whim, something a little odd. Um I don't know, Pew Suter.
0: Not not P. Suter, was actually at the bottom, yeah, believe my it or bad. not. Yeah, but there you
1: go. I mean, like, we're talking within, like,
0: uh, you know, the slowest was Noah Juleson at, at 18.96 miles per hour at his top speed. The fastest Canuck so far in terms of top speed track was Phil DiGiuseppe, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised you got that too. So kudos to you, man. So, uh, PDG at the top speed, JT Miller is clocked oh, the second gonna, fastest. I was gonna speed, say, JT Miller. I was gonna say him,
1: dude, because he's been skating hard, man. Like, his work rate is. Off yeah. the charts, man. Off the charts. I only said P.U. Suter because I saw your face. I'm like, oh, there's something confusing here. There's something. There's something no, there is. something.
0: There, there, there is. There yeah. is. So I got there's PDG, JT Miller, then Quinn Hughes, like you said, in third. Nils Hoaglander mm, has the fourth yeah. fastest speed clocked among Canucks skaters this season. And number five, Jack Stanika.
1: Yeah. I see that. <laughs> He's see only that. played
0: a couple of games this season. So uh, again, just, just interesting that you can access this data now. On uh, uh, I think it's edge.nhl.com. You can just Google NHL Edge and find it. But uh, it's really fascinating. You can track all this stuff now. Uh, for me, like, as a hockey nerd, it makes the game that much more interesting. Uh, Kyle, do you want to take a crack at uh, the five hardest shots tracked in the Canucks this season? Patterson. Bingo. That's
1: one. Bingo. Patterson, one. Brock Besser? Well, yeah, that's,
0: that's two. Yeah. Two of the five. I'll tell you the order afterwards.
1: Um, damn, bro, F- Philip Peronik.
0: Yeah, Philip Peronik has the hardest shot track yeah. so for this season. So you're, you're yeah. three for three
1: doing it. Um, I don't know, man. This is uh, JT Miller. I don't know how many times I've JT Miller's yeah. on there too. Four for four. One okay, more to let's go. go. Let's make it up here. Let's make it up here. Um, damn, who's taking the shots? I don't know. I don't know how many shots Kuzmenko has, man, this year. But I don't know if it's. I don't know if it is Kuzmenko. Just give me number five, man. Give me number five.
0: Tyler Myers, baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's favorite Vancouver Canuck. Uh, so Phil, I mean, at least none of these are as hard as Pedersen shot at the uh hardest shooter competition when he clocked 103 miles per hour. But Hronik has the hardest tra- shot track so far at 93.6, Myers at 92.1, Besser at 91.8, Pedersen at 90.6, and Miller 86.3. That's wow. not that guy, did, he did, did better with that than the fastest skater, yeah, although it is there was what it a couple oddballs in the fastest skater, so yeah. I, th- uh, I,
1: think, I think like. For me personally, I don't know why Pew Suter was at the top of my mind. I mean, I'm not going to front. I, I think he's been kind of invisible, but I've also noticed him as well. And I feel like he's actually a little bit faster than I thought he was, but the track, the tracking's not saying that. But on that note, I'm going to ask you the question because it, it should be asked, right? Not that we're, we're fishing for problems here, but what, what are your thoughts on Pew Suter? Like, give me your... Yeah,
0: opinion. I mean... For P.S. Suter, I think you want to see a bottom line offensively. But again, we're six games into, into the season, so I don't want to nitpick too much about that. He's obviously been trusted by the coaching staff, right, uh, in that bottom six third-line role. I think he's done an admirable job so far. I mean, there are a couple of games early on where the P.S. Suter line was playing more than the Elias Petterson line, uh, specifically in the uh, this, the second Oilers game is one I'm thinking of. But I think he's been okay so far. I don't think he's, again, hasn't made any glaring errors. Um, I think uh, defensively he's made some pretty nifty plays. Um, I think going forward, you just want to see him keep doing that and then obviously have a bit of a bottom line offensively, you know, chipping with some secondary scoring here and there.
1: Yeah, there you go. And I think I would say all of the above too. I don't really have anything new to say to that. Just, just you know, I yeah. just want to see a little bit. I feel as if once he makes like one or two good offensive plays and one of them happen to go into the back of the net or he's a like a key guy in getting or producing a goal, I think it could give some mojo to him and we could see a different step in his game. But all in all, I'm not, I'm not really disappointed in Pew Suter. You know why too? It's like even though he came out of nowhere and it was a su- it was a surprise to get him, and you can kind of connect the dots and be like, "Oh, our bottom six is going to be a little bit better because the depth down the middle is a lot better." That being said, the the pressure is not entirely on him because of how much he's getting paid.
0: Yeah, like- exactly. Right, one point six million bargain contract, and again, he's kind of in a new environment with the new team. So uh, you know, it's a passable start yeah. for sure yeah. for, for Pew Suter. Uh, and you talked about mojo, Kyle. Let's end the show with a little mojo, okay? okay. Going to get the comment corner in the final segment. Kyle's got a comment of some sort lined up. Uh, before we do that, I got to let you know that, you know, the unexpected in life happens, okay? You know, when I'm camping in the middle of nowhere, I want to make sure that I'm prepared for the unexpected. That's why I got to have the Jace case on hand. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. They keep me and my family safe when I'm out in the great outdoors. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the best medications that fit you and your family's unique needs. Hey, if you like the Jace case and you wanna spread the health because you know what, health is wealth, you can buy a gift card for family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. So make sure you go to jaysmedical.com and enter code on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. I got a shout out, Sleeper. You know, a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Brock Messer could score 50 goals. The Canucks could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. The official Daily Fantasy app, the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. I, you know what? I saw a former Canuck pop up on Sleeper the other day, Tyler Mott. Okay, got to make some bets on Tater Tot. Mott, still one of my favorite players in the hey. NHL. You know, that guy likes to get the puck on net. He scores more than you think. Uh, so go check out Taylor, uh, some t- Tater Top Mod bets over at Sleeper. But if you're picking studs like Tater Top Mott or someone else, you can pick things on Sleeper like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. To win 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the amount of outcome on 8-player stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability.
1: Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle... That one, but more importantly, that's Trevor Beggs. But more importantly than that, uh, this is the show where we give you your Canucks every day. Hey, speaking of what we do, uh, before we get to Common Corner, I got to ask Trevor a question, okay? How you doing?
0: I'm doing great, man. You know, a little a one step closer to the weekend. And uh, not only am I going to the Canucks Blues game on Friday, but now I'm going to the Canucks Rangers game on Saturday. So, you know, shout out to my wife. She got to do bedtime by herself two nights row with the kids. So, I thought you were going to say, my wife is an all star man. Life is good for me.
1: I thought you were going to say, shout out to my wife. She got me tickets. But you just work in both those games. You work in both those games. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yo, if you, if you uh, okay. So, if you need plans on Saturday, I got, I got something. I, bro, I went to a Halloween party last year, not the one that we threw because that one was sick too. But I went to one the day after, which happened to be one of the best parties I've ever been to in my life. And they're redoing it for this year and I'm going to send you that invite, okay? On Saturday. Like I know you got kids, but man oh man, it would be nice of you to pull up to this party. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. It's a good time. Okay? Now, before we get to Common Corner, I do want to say this. I do want to say this cuz you know, we're locked on Canucks, we do this every day, blah blah blah, boom bam. Uh this is not possible if it's not for two people in my opinion, okay? In my opinion, they've played partial roles in bringing this all together somehow some way, right? We're all connected. First of all, Don Taylor, right? BC Hall of Fame, legend. I think he got inducted. Well, I think he got selected to be in the BC Hall of Fame, and he's getting inducted later on this year. Congratulations, legend. Uh, For real, I think he's one of the first people that made me dream about doing something with my life. I don't know if you can say the same about yourself.
0: Yeah, he was just an absolute legend, and I like the Don Taylor-isms going around, and, There's so many that like pop in my head, but I always love the one that's like Rich Beverly, no relation to Nick Beverly. Just like so much stupid stuff, man.
1: Dude, We (laughs) got to be more stupid on this program, man. We, you and I I definitely have to be more stupid on this program for Don Taylor. And another guy is Chris Faber leaving Canucks army. Uh, but in my opinion, more notably leaving Canucks convo, the original Canucks podcast from my point of view and just a historic, uh, venture that he started again, five years ago. And, did it in such an unorthodox way, connecting the community and then making it into what he's made it with Quadrelli. And, uh, yeah, I wonder, you know, uh, what what he's up to next. But I know it's going to be some big news. I can just feel it because it's Chris Faber. And, yeah, just what he's done for the Canucks podcasting game. I don't know if you and I can – I know you and I are still friends doing our thing and blah, blah, blah. But are we doing Locked on Canucks? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think
0: we are, man. Come on. I, as much as we love Faber, I, it's funny. I think you and I started doing the stuff at uh, you know Silky and Filthy, the old show Nux Misconduct, around the time that Faber was breaking in, and uh, you know, that guy obviously hit, hit a home run. But you know, we're, we're we're making our way, man. Like I said, you know, uh, locked on Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bown, you know, a bit uh, a bit unheralded, a bit underrated. You know, maybe we're like the Phil Decepi's and Alex Burrows hey, of the world. You know, like, we really gotta work our way up slowly through the minors before we uh, make it to the big times.
1: Chris Faber, man, making Canucks podcasting really cool. And if you ever met Chris Faber, that guy's one of the coolest guys in the world. It's Trevor Begg's number one, yeah. and number two is Chris Faber. But Chris Faber, man, he's just, there's something about him, man. Something about him. So no, shout out Chris, to Faber. Chris
0: Faber's, the, Chris Faber's one of the most lovable guys you'll ever meet, man. Whereas I, uh, I got more, a much more punchable face.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. So shout out to both those guys, both legends in their own ways. And I don't know, a little a little bit ironic, right? How those two make uh, big announcements on the same day, man. <laughs> We're all connected, man. Faber and Don Taylor. Boom, bam. All right. Anyways, let's get to uh, mm-hmm. the most important part of the show, Common Corner, right? Because it's about the people here on Locked on Canucks.
0: Welcome to Common Corner, powered by paraphrasing.
1: This comment comes from Mark.
0: Let's get the building bumping on Diwali and call up Ashdeep Baines and play some Diljit Dozanch and get it popping Punjabi style.
1: Okay, Trevor, I'm a big fan of R.C. Baines. I'm an even bigger fan of Surrey, okay? I got a lot of bias from my hometown. Uh, This all being said, we're talking about the NHL. We're talking about the Vancouver Canucks. We're talking about the 2023-2024 season. There's no such things as moral victories this year. It's just the truth. Too much work to get done. So there's no way that Baines is getting called up just just for the Wally night if they do it. You know what I'm saying? If he's getting called up, it's not for the night. It's because there's an injury and he's played so well that he's replacing a player.
0: Yeah, I agree. Although, like I, I kind of mentioned off the top, right? Bain says, you know, nine points in six games now. Playmaking Holy. doing his thing. He's, he's added penalty killing to his repertoire. There's a lot to like about R.C. Baines, And I, I think you're right, Kyle. I think it's going to take an injury for him to get into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, I mean, he's, he's going to be in the NHL sooner rather than later. I mean, again, looking at the farm right now, and I look at the Canucks roster, and you got uh, Beauvillier, expiring contract, no points six games, not doing a whole lot. Garland wants out of town. I mean, Garland's a hard one because you got three years left. Uh, but if Beauvillier and Garland are gone, to me, that opens up spots for Coles and the Baines.
1: Yeah, it's going to be hard to move two of those guys or any two guys in the bottom six because yeah. I think when you're talking about that, you also have to bring up names like Hoaglander and Joshua. And it's like you kind of want those guys in the mix as well, not saying that they're better players than R.C. Baines, but again, it's just a bit complicated uh, but I'm going to go back to what you said about Garland and Bovillier. If somehow they can move those guys for whatever, Baines is a big reason because of it. Like this organization's like, you know what? We have a guy who's better than these these guys or can play at that level, who's a lot cheaper and who we think can benefit from getting used to the NHL going into next season. And I could see that all happening, man. At the end of the day, Surrey is going to be represented on the Canucks and the Surrey Canucks are going to be a thing. And I'm happy, man. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the city that uh, Trevor and I are from is pretty infamous. And when things like this happen, when Baines makes the Vancouver Canucks, it can trend towards being more famous slash being more heartwarming and being more full of potentiality. And it's that saying, right, that we grew up with. The future lives here. That's what the people in Surrey were taught, and I totally do believe it. And uh, it's going to be more believable when guys like Archie Baines, who takes the long route, okay, the longest route to get to the show, does just that and gets to the show and does so with prominence and efficiency. And I can't wait to see it happen. Uh, Kyle Baum, Trevor Beggs, uh, just did that on, a- on another episode of Locked on Canucks. Again, shout out to Faber, shout out to Don Taylor for doing their thing, uh, for the West Coast, the best coast of Canada. Uh, one love to everyone. Take care of yourselves and your neighbors. Begsy, sign us out
0: a shout out to the everydayers the occasional listeners if it's your first time listening welcome to the program and shout out to the new subscribers holy guacamole we're almost at the 1000 mark and uh, that means a hell of a lot to Kyle and I because again we're nothing without you who are listening to this program right now coming up to end off the week. Maybe a little bit of PDG talk. I just wrote a piece about him on Daily Hive. And maybe we'll get back to the half here, okay? Keep things light. Keep things positive. Keep things happy, baby. But for now, I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Kyle Bowen, And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks.